0: It's Gina. Woohoo! Gina, can you do your intro? <laughs> she was gonna do a new intro for me.
1: <laughs> for my podcast. It's it's a test. I actually forgot. I'm sorry. Oh. I don't remember the tune, but it was something like, do, 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 she's tall. <laughs> she's hungry. <laughs> I don't know. You guys can okay. vote. <laughs> okay. So
0: today we are talking about conflict management and conflict resolution. Um, Because sometimes conflicts aren't resolved, they're just managed. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to do this podcast because it came out of me having a lot of conflict in my own life and trying to figure out better ways to resolve it besides hitting up on Gina on Gchat 17 <laughs> times a day saying, what should I say? Can
1: you send me that via text message? Well, if you guys remember in Life Lessons at Almost 40, we talked about Tahira's up until now, up that in 2019 yeah. methods of new. conflict, yeah. it was either peacing out or cousin you out. Yes. <laughs> so we're trying some other things.
0: Yeah. Cool. And so I feel like I'm, I'm a more evolved human being in 2020, but really like, I I just thought that this could be super helpful for, for everyone, for myself. Um, and just formalize a platform in which you can just provide me the best advice possible, Gina. <laughs> and then why not record it for everyone
1: else to hear? Let's be clear, I am no expert. My, as you know, Tahira just loves me, and <laughs> so we're just going to be working through this and talking through this together. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but but seriously,
0: I think that this is a is a super important topic, and it is something that I actively work on every single day to get better at. Um, with my friends, with my family at work. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to just, yeah, just be better in, in managing conflict, not necessarily avoiding it. Mm-hmm. but when it does come my way or when I do have to deal with conflict or approach some someone or you know some a situation that I have the tools that I need. Um, I think that you know, when I think about conflict growing up, um we were forced to say sorry like as children because you think about the grooming that takes place through mm-hmm. you know childhood mm-hmm. to your mm-hmm. adulthood and like on the playground or something you get in a fight or you steal someone's pencil or you know whatever happens it's like your teacher or so- who, who the adult figures say you're sorry mm-hmm. and that's the way of like resolving conflict it's not like well why did it happen in the first place well I was hungry I'm tall, yeah. hungry girl <laughs> I need more food that's why I stole her food <laughs> no <laughs> I remember one time <laughs> Oh, God, I, I, my, before they sang my sister happy birthday, I took a piece out of her cake. And, oh, yeah,
1: that was, that was bad. Sorry, Maya. <laughs> and you had to say you were sorry. Yeah. Were I had you to, sorry? No, because yeah. it was good
0: and I wanted the cake.
1: Yep. Yep, when I used to be a classroom teacher, and even still as an administrator, when I handle conflict or when I get um, kids sent to my office or whatever and they've done something, I always ask them, are you sorry? And I say, don't apologize if you're not. Like ding ding ding! Like yes. if you don't feel it, don't don't say it. There will be a consequence with that. Comes that, like maybe this person won't want to talk to you anymore. You know what I'm saying? But like if you don't feel it, don't say. it. But if you feel it, it's okay. You know, like instead of like forcing someone, because I don't want people to be raised not only to just be like say sorry all the time, but also to be like fake. You know what I'm saying? If you mm-hmm. don't feel it, then don't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But growing up with um, you know three siblings, it was like. <laughs> The conflict was like, you know, whoever you know, gets in a fight. And then like the re- the resolution was, okay, like they you you don't talk to them for a day or two. And then all of a sudden it's like, you want my sandwich? And that's uh-huh. like
1: the resolution. Uh-huh. Like there's no... <laughs> there's no like processing through. It was just no. like now we're ready to make up. Yeah,
0: like I don't want to talk about this shit and now we're friends. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Let's forget that this happened until you piss me off the second, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So I think for me, it, it's it's been that kind of like um, evolutionary process of learning how to like turn my anger around and to not be angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so... Yes, that's why I just think that this is just such an important topic. Um, And I hope that, you know, lots of people listen because y'all don't know how to deal with conflict either. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. (laughs) Anyway, but no, I think addressing conflict is so uncomfortable. It's so awkward. Um, It's, I mean, and it's not comfortable usually for either party. And I think that that's why... So many people don't want to address it, but I think that, you know, conflict can have a negative connotation. Tell me about in your classroom, because you talked about that before.
1: Oh, I talked about when I was um, learning to be a coach, when I was going through a coaching class. Um, they talked about being able to um, navigate through conflict and even just like why people are afraid of it. And it comes with the fact that like con, like the negative connotation of conflict being that, um, you know, people associated with something negative. But the, really, conflict is, is neutral. It's, an, it's a neutral energy. And it's really like the emotional baggage that we bring to it that makes it more daunting than what it needs to be. So and then actually yesterday, I was in another training that was really about talking about different biases that we have. And one of the teachers at my school was also a friend of mine, Carly, who told me to say her name. Um, (laughs) Hi, Carly. (laughs) She we, re- we see you.
0: I hope you I hope you write me a good review on Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars and share it with all your friends. Thank you, Carly.
1: Yes. So we were ta- she was presenting and she was talking about people's biases and how they shape um, our like our memories and our views and how when you have a bias and it's affirmed, it becomes your truth. So thinking, right, good or bad. So thinking about if you, if I have a bias of thinking that, like, when I talk to you about something, you're going to shut me down. And then the one time you do, every time I'm going to be afraid to approach something with you. Or if something happens and every time I address something with someone, a relationship ends or I'm cussed out or something like that, I start to associate that. Like, depending on how you grow up, right? Like, if every time your parents fought, like, there was you know, lots of arguing or hitting or other things, you start to associate any type of disagreement with that. Like, that's your bias. And, like, it was affirmed, like, once or twice. So that's what you start to believe. And it just makes you less, um, I guess, more resistant and hesitant mm-hmm. to, like, approach it because it's scary for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, like, kind of putting myself <laughs> in mm-hmm. that, like, seeing myself in that, like, having conversations, you know, with – in relationships with people in general and just being like, ah, fuck this. And like being like, actually, I'm done with you mm-hmm. delete from life mm-hmm. and not. And there's like, no, there's no resolution there. It's just like cutting the cord. And that is your own version of resolution. But the anger still res, like that anger is residual right. and it
1: still stays with you
0: because there's no resolving. It. Right. And
1: on the flip side of that, with the good bias is the same. Right. So like, for example, my boss in my experiences with him, when I have an issue or I'm not scared to approach conflict with him because it's always yielded great results. Like he's really reflective and honest. And even when we disagree, we do it in a positive way. So if I have a problem, like, yeah, I'm going to like process it so that I'm respectful and I can keep my job. But (laughs) (laughs) I am going to like address it with him or like you and I even, you know what I mean? Like we both trust each other enough to know to approach things and I think we've had enough interactions with each other to affirm the biases in our head that like you know what like if I talk to Tahir about this like it's going to be uncomfortable but we're going to be okay about afterwards as yeah. opposed to like if not and I'm like I don't feel like dealing with this or ending this friendship or like not talking to her for a week because yeah. she's just going to shut down
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> processing through all of that Um, so you have done a lot of work around managing conflict because you work in education. Yes. (laughs) She's rolling (laughs) her eyes at me. (laughs) Um, and lucky for me, this knowledge has always been transferred to me in the form of advice. Like I mentioned earlier, um, you've always you've always emphasized the importance of listening and not talking, not taking on another person's problem. Like when you are actually confronting some, someone with an issue and dealing with it, like, okay, so say, you know, I'm mad at you for always being late or something like that. And not like, I'm not going to own that problem of you being late. It's like, no, that's Gina's problem. Mm -hmm. That's not my problem. Um, Can you talk more about that? And yeah, well, first I'd like to
1: clarify. Okay. I never offer advice, and you know that. <laughs> this I is offer true. perspective. Yes. I offer some things to consider. I offer is, some options. I refuse to give advice. This invite. is true. This let's, is actually very true. Let's be clear I about have that. I should that. Let's be clear In about that. In my head, that. it's advice.
0: <laughs> but no, I'm not telling you what to do. You're like my father. Just he doesn't give advice. Mm, he's a, counsel- mm, a retired counselor. It. He ref- he doesn't give advice either. Well, Tahira, have you considered this option, because he knows that I'll do whatever the F I want anyway. But he's like, This this whole coronavirus thing to hear, um, have you watched the news lately about the reports <laughs> in Italy?
1: <laughs> Instead of just saying, Don't he's, go.
0: Yeah. He's like, I knew that you were gonna do what you want anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was
0: like, Yeah, dad, no, I'm not gonna go. Yes. But yeah, but no, I and, don't give advice. Anyway, yeah, you don't
1: <laughs> give advice. Anyways, but just when So we were talking about conflict. We were talking about the importance of like listening to the other person and being able to honor where they are without owning their stuff, right? And then when we were talking at my house the other day, we talked about the power of paraphrasing, not parrot phrasing, you know, and not that lame 1980s I don't even know I was born 81 but from what I <laughs> what I remember in the 90s I guess people say 86. so what I hear you saying is yeah. like if I'm like Tiara, I really am upset that you're late so what I hear you saying is you're upset that I'm late like no yes. that's not it but it really is about like listening to the person and listening to understand versus to respond and so to show that I'm listening maybe like I may paraphrase what you're saying just to clarify and acknowledge so if you're saying Gina it bothers me when you're late then for me I'm like so you really value time and you feel like when i'm late like you're not i'm not valuing you like that's what i'm, I'm trying to capture what is happening so then i know how to address it you know yeah. what i mean
0: because then people know that you hear them right and i think that the like the main thing at least for me and i notice for other people is they want to be heard they want to be understood mm-hmm. like you don't always have to agree mm-hmm. but it's the hearing and the understanding and like the and, and i think what that comes processing like okay what i'm saying is being processed in your right. brain
1: and to understand that because i understand it doesn't mean that i agree and so for me the person in the conflict or approaching it i need to be okay with that i need to put my ego aside like i don't well i don't want her to think i agree with her I know I don't agree, but I need her to know that I understand, like, I understand how you feel, and I disagree, you know what I'm saying? So just letting, just really listening to someone and affirming where they are, you know what I'm saying, to get them to sign off, acknowledge it, and then, like, share how you feel or, like, address your issues or ask questions to find out more about, like, how they feel that way. Um, It is exhausting. I'm not saying it's easy, but if you are someone who you really want to get to the bottom, you really want to resolve the conflict. It's not about like problem solving. It's like resolving it, right? Like it may not, even if you agree to disagree, then I think it's it's, it's worth investing the time in the person. Because every relationship that you have, like conflict is inevitable, right? Every relationship with someone that you care about, you're going to experience some type of conflict. Oh, it hurts my stomach. You will. (laughs) Now, how you handle it, if you ignore it, all that other stuff, like that's up to you. Yeah. you really, it, it it shows itself even when you don't react because it shows itself in your actions. It shows yourself, it shows itself in what you don't do and what you don't say. Like, it is an energy, so it reveals itself. Right, yeah. passive-aggressive, Patty? Of yes. the past. <laughs> of 2019.
0: Of the past. My friend Dangba is in here right now, and he's laughing because
1: he knows we've been friends since college, so he's seen the evolution of the past, right? But, yeah, like, you think things don't bother, like, well, I'll just ignore it, and that's that. And it
0: doesn't, like, I am living and breathing proof that it will be an eruption, and I think that... The reason why this is such a focus for me is because there have been like irreparable eruptions with, you know, just people in my life. And I'm like, okay, I won't let that happen again. Um, But not dealing with conflict does not mean that you're not dealing with it. Right. It's just brewing. Absolutely. and And it's just prolonging it. Right.
1: And, you know, when we talked, when we first started our first podcast, I think that's when we talked about boundaries. And I didn't have boundaries growing up like a people pleaser. I didn't address conflict because I was the I'm sorry person, right? Either if I did something to upset you or you're mad at me, I'm sorry. I just want to fix it. But if you did something to upset me because I didn't want to be in that uncomfortable space, I wouldn't say anything. And I remember when I was in college and um, I had a roommate. I had two roommates and one of them I was it was my friend Starla my friend and another friend of mine and my, my friend Portia I can say it and so anyways we referred, we were moving in together and I remember like they cared more about like which room they had right but when you say what room do you want and I'm like oh it doesn't matter to me that means it like doesn't matter doesn't matter you pick your room you pick your room I'll take the other room yeah not you pick your room You pick your room and then change your mind five times. So I got to keep moving my stuff. But that's what happened. They were like, well, you said you didn't care. And I'm like, well, I didn't care the five days ago. Okay. But anyways, and so it would be like little things, right, that kept picking or things that would happen. I would just be like, okay, okay. And then one day, my poor friend, Portia, she she did something and it was like, I think I made rice or something (sighs) and she moved the pot. And Ooh. I went all the way off. And I remember my friend Starla, who still laughs at me whenever I go crazy today, she just thought it was the funniest thing ever because she knew it had been brewing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about the rice. It was about- <laughs> And a lot of times, it's not about the last thing that happens. It's about the 10 things before. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, yeah. fortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like, we are friends. We were able to, you know, talk about it. And she was like, I'm sorry. Like, she didn't even know, you know, because yeah. I never said anything. She's like, I respect you. I'm sorry if you feel, you know what I'm saying? If I've been showing you otherwise. And, you know, we were able to move past it and be friends and everything. But I will never forget that moment when I literally went off about some rice. And I was like, this is not about the rice. But that really was, like, had been the story of my life up until that point. Because I didn't say anything ever. Yeah. Because I didn't want other people to be uncomfortable. I was comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Until I wasn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, that's definitely been my trend, too, of, like, Uncomfortable, uncomfortable, and then people are like, "Well, what the hell's wrong with you? Because you're, you know, have an attitude and stuff." And it's like well, you've been, you've been kind of like dealing with it for, you know, however mm-hmm. long and now you just done.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you seem crazy Yes, because yes. it's so small, but you're yeah. like, it's really
0: not small. It's really the, you know, 10 times before that you like screwed me over and I just swallowed it. <laughs> and so that you know, I think that it, it is like striking that balance between like addressing issues and not being like super uptight about it, but also like, you know, kind of demanding, commanding respect for yourself and making sure that you preserve those boundaries
1: yeah and you're respectful to the other person when addressing it yeah right not necessarily i don't want to use the word careful because then i feel like you tiptoe around stuff and it's just a wasted opportunity for a real conversation but that you are respectful of that person yeah i think that's important
0: i think too um one thing that i've had to get comfortable with this year that has been very difficult is like sitting in conflict because i want to fix it immediately Mm -hmm. like when and you know I think you can probably agree to this you know regarding like some things that you know I of how I am Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay let's get this awkwardness over like let's just like fix it and it's like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like it's you know it's it's really kind of like stretching
1: uh, that uncomfortability and um, because it's also you have to release control because yeah. you're not in control of it. Yeah. You're not in control of other people. Just like no one's in control of you and how fast you process. And when you're ready, like, you kind of just got to be where you are and be like, OK, you know,
0: like. Yeah. And and still and too, I think it's like when time passes by, you're like, oh, are we not going to be friends anymore? Are we going to be friends? You know, and so like just kind of like sitting in that space and being comfortable and OK, like, OK, being able to reflect and own your part, but also like these are my boundaries and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not going to apologize if I don't mean it. And, you know, so that has
1: been my work yeah. this year. And understanding how much growth comes out of that uncomfortable time, right? Yeah. Like people, like in tears, right? Growth comes out of tears, let them cry. You know what I'm saying? Let that space be because you're growing or not. You have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can either use that time to really reflect and think about like, wow, this is someone I care about. Do I want to continue with this person in my life? If so, are there concessions I need to make? What Or are there things I need to own, other things I need to address, things I need to just accept this is who this person yeah. is? You know what I'm saying? Or is this someone that I've decided their time is up, their phase yeah. is up, and they don't want to be in my life anymore? Yeah.
0: And I, I think sometimes the revelation may be that Okay, this was a chapter, and I think that the hardest part too is some is sometimes realizing that perhaps you know sometimes do people do come into your life in chapters, and so it is I think for me difficult but it's, you know sometimes necessary to. to oh let yeah, those that's like go. the hardest, it's yeah,
1: the hardest thing for me. Like I don't. I can't think yeah. of anybody. Like
0: once she doesn't p- delete phone numbers or or I pictures.
1: I'd be deleting I've shit learned in to, her phone. I've learned to delete phone numbers. <laughs> but I do it's hard it is hard for me to delete people out of my life. I'm I've like learned. the delete queen and Gina's like, no, friends with everyone. Right. We're like the opposite. Yeah, my I have some long chapters. <laughs> my life's just one long run-on sentence. <laughs> I just keep adding and and and, and but and. with punctuation. Don't you worry, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So like instant fixes aren't always mm-hmm. you know, they're not always realistic. And the pauses. Talk about the pauses. That, oh the uncomfortable pauses. Yes. <laughs> so when you wanna cuss someone up, <laughs> just breathe. Just pause. Just don't pause. like so I I um what I do, this is like <laughs> revealing probably too much behind the blinds of my (laughs) my brain but I will write a text in my notepad like that I want to send and then I will just keep it there and then I'll wait like a day to a week Mm -hmm. and then I'll look back at it and be like oh my god I'm crazy and I'll delete it and not tell anyone (laughs) or I'll tell you and we'll laugh (laughs) on the way to the podcast recording You're like,
1: nope, that's not it. That's not. So glad I didn't send that one. God forbid the day she accidentally hits it. (laughs) No, but it's in my notepad. Okay. Well, yeah. You can hit that share. Maybe you'll try to send it to me like, girl, look what I was about to say. And then send it to the person. You're like, just just kidding. (laughs) But the pause. The The pause. pause. The power in the pause. So. It's uncomfortable, right? Like I think we talk about the fact that when someone says something to you, you don't have to respond immediately. There's actually comfort in knowing the fact that someone is thinking before they speak, right? It shows respect. It shows you're listening. It gives you an opportunity to really think about what they said If you choose to paraphrase them, that's fine, but it really does give you an opportunity to think about what did they say so that I can properly respond. Not that I heard you, but I'm gonna say what already was in my mind. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the purposes and like in the pause. Another one is really to calm down. Like someone says something to you that has you heated, you care. Most of the time we do care about the people we're in conflict with, or else it wouldn't be. We would just peace out. You know what I'm saying? There wouldn't be a
0: conflict because he'd be like, oh, that's just a crazy person. Right. Like, okay,
1: whatever. You know what I mean? But it's like, let me think about the fact that this is someone I care about. Like, let me just breathe before I respond. (laughs) You know what I mean? And not cuss them out. And The point of this (laughs) (laughs) podcast. How to not cuss out your friends, your family, and your coworkers. And your coworkers. Breathe. Pause. (laughs) Breathe. (laughs) And send a a text message in your notepad (laughs) to yourself. Those are the takeaways. Mic drop. We're done. No, just kidding. Just kidding. No, but definitely just like taking a moment. So sometimes when I talk to my little tall, hungry girlfriend, (laughs) Shakira, she gets so annoyed with me for pausing. She'll like, go on, guys. And if you've listened, you know what's in her head. It's a lot, right? So she will share all of this stuff. And then she just looks at me, and so I'm I'm thinking I'm processing, and she's like, what? What are you thinking? I know you think I'm crazy. Say it now. Gina, what? what? And I'm like, actually. <laughs> I was really trying to think. Of this the best is revealing re- way too much about me. The best response. People are gonna think. I'm- no, they just know you're real. But that is, but that is uncomfortable because she's trying to like read my face. I am. She's trying to guess what I'm gonna say. I, so I, I know. It, uh, yeah.
0: But really,
1: I'm it's just trying to be respectful. for myself. Yeah. Really, I'm just trying to be respectful and honor who you are. And she'll try not to laugh. Sometimes I try not to laugh. She's like. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be your girlfriend right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because there's a difference. Sometimes she shares things and I'm like, okay, I can coach her through this, facilitate her thinking. I'm not going to share any of my opinions. And sometimes I'm like, I'm about to be your homegirl and tell you exactly what I think. So I have to decide I who like I'm going to be. I like homegirl advice better. <laughs> I'm going to have to decide who I'm going to be. And I want to make sure that whatever I say, it's in her best interest. We're different people. Tahir and I are a lot alike, but we are very different. There are some things that work for me that don't work for her and vice versa. And I know that... for me the quickest way to shut me down and what turns me off is when people give advice I really hate it but particularly because it's usually not something that's right for me They tell me what they would do and expect me to respond that way. Like, girl, if I were you, I would just cuss so-and-so out and never talk to him again. Have you met me? (laughs) Who have I cussed out and not talked to? In the history of ever, who have I cussed out that I cared about and never talked to again? Even people that right now I wish I would have, I have never done that. And I wish you would have, too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But that's not who I am. So when people say things like that, I'm like, well, okay. You weren't listening. And you know what I'm saying? So I... In that moment, that's what I try not to do. So that's something else you can think about is thinking about like, yes, I care about this person and I want to solve the problem for them. And like, you know what I'm saying? When someone's talking to you, but you can pause for that as well. Or, or if someone's sharing with you and you're pausing before you respond when you're in conflict with them, it's like, I'm responding, but is this really what's right for them? Is this just what's right for me? Is this what's right for us? Is, you, you know, yeah. you just want to think about it.
0: Yeah. Because, pe- you know, people provide advice based on their set of experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. That's why it shouldn't be advice because if you just give multiple perspectives, yeah. I can think of something that might have happened to me that could be, that could not be. And I yeah. can offer a variety of perspectives and for you to choose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my my therapist always, like, she'll give me scenarios and be like, well, pretend this is your sister that was happening yeah, too. And that. so it removes kind of like the the personal association and then you're able to see the situ for, mm-hmm. me, for me. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, w- I would – I would advise people to do that. That would be my advice of a different perspective.
1: (laughs) Just go to the balcony and look down at yourself. (laughs) No,
0: but like putting, you know, your friends, you know, someone that you care about in the situation and like, okay, what would, what would you want to happen in that situation? Um, But one thing that we've talked about on a few of the episodes that is like definitely relevant is, um, I think we talked about it on the life lessons Mm -hmm. at almost 40, Mm -hmm. um, is being prepared to deal with someone else's emotions and their feelings when you address a conflict Mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. And because I think that oftentimes when we go to someone, we want to dump our feelings on them. You fucked up. This is what you did wrong. And you want an apology. But that is not, especially that's not like um like a mature person's approach. Like the the person that you're approaching, if they really like process and think about things, they you know, we've talked about this, have
1: a lot of feelings about mm-hmm. it. But and you, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's like you've worked yourself up, you've practiced. You're like, I'm oh, going to yeah. say this. You've, and you have your talking points. <laughs> no way have you even considered that <laughs> yes. this person might have a problem with you too. Yes, you're like, the, oh, that they, uh-huh, the, like, they were trying not to cuss you. They were <laughs> cuss
0: you. And <laughs> then you're like, oh, you were mad at me too. Oh, but well, I was mad at you first. Yes.
1: <laughs> and so you you share your conflict, you share your issue, and you're just like, okay, now. And they're like, well, okay. So let me share some things. Yeah. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Now I have some things yeah. and you're taking it back. Like, wait a minute. And it
0: unearths things, you yeah. know, you're digging into some soil there and, you know, things might come out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, too, it's like if you bring up an issue with someone, I think that we have to be prepared to receive feedback as mm-hmm. well. And that has also been like definitely something that that um, I've had to, you know, consider like when like approaching people that they they have thoughts
1: yeah they have thoughts and, like what it too. just go back to your goal are you sharing just to get your thoughts out are you sharing cuz you really want to resolve it cuz if you if you really, really want to resolve it you do have to be open to hearing like the conversation is the relationship that's processing? That's a back and forth, right? So that's not just like one person dumping, or I won't use dumping, but not me talking to you, talking at you, sharing things, and then you being like, okay, like that's not what this is. It's a process. So I have to be prepared for you to share how you feel too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So just be thinking about that as well. Like, all right, am I really ready for that? Because when you're not, that's why you also may need more time. Yeah. Because sometimes we are so heated that we yeah. don't, I don't wanna hear what you have to yeah. say. I don't. Yeah. I love I, you and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get,
0: I used to get so mad when like, especially men, I think men are actually better at being like, I don't want to talk about this. It's Sometimes the, I don't want to talk about this right now is I don't want to talk about this ever. I can give you right
1: now, but you better you, remember, you better come back to it. Yes. <laughs> so I when know. will you be ready? Yeah. <laughs> can you give me a date in an hour? Because <laughs> I will put it in your and Google you, calendar. <laughs> let me send you an e bite yes. this conflict conversation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to accept it. yeah i'm gonna send an (laughs) (laughs) e-bite next time i have an issue with you you'll receive an e-bite to talk about it (laughs) it better have a good party background (laughs) and some alcohol and wine and food okay we got we got
0: we got got. (laughs) i'll be like oh shit why is it only a party of one
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you're invited she's like oh Gina's birthday Mm. (laughs)
0: conflict resolution (laughs) e-bite style (laughs) yeah I'm with it (laughs) um so another area of importance that also I started um managing a team this year and it's my first time in in real I mean I was put in like de facto management roles previously but it's like I'm a work stream lead and you know have to actually manage people so that's it I've actually enjoyed it like it's fun but um I think with that comes a lot of like different responsibilities. You just, I feel like you have to move differently in the workplace because people are looking up to you instead of just, you know, like, you know, that's being just your peer. Um, And so I know that you are her face (laughs) my transition I know that you're in a leadership position Gina am I (laughs) she is okay but you went from you know being a teacher to being a coach Mm -hmm. and so I mean I guess that was kind of like the the pivot point Mm -hmm. because you're you know providing a lot of Um, different perspectives Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I won't say advice Mm -hmm. to teachers Mm -hmm. and coaching them through how to deal with a lot of different situations and so that prepared you for the leadership position that you're in now but like you are someone that people like people think that that you know they're your home girl and so like how how is that like how have you made
1: that pivot it's been I mean in my first year was really hard for me to be um, an administrator because, you know, I I am someone who was used to being like, but to be a really great leader, like you're gonna upset some people, right? And so even still the struggle, I think I'm much better this year, but it's been really hard to navigate between my, the, coaching, the coach in me and then when it's like, no, now you have to. Like, it's not an option. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to shift your thinking. You don't have a choice in this. This is what needs to happen. Or like when I'm addressing something with someone. I mean, I still, obviously, you want to be respectful and think of that person as a human. But like really thinking about the fact that I also need to know, need you to understand my role and like have respect there. That has been... A shift for me that is still my most uncomfortable space um but I understand I see the value in it you know what I'm saying so I do try to use some of my coaching techniques by like going to them and sharing like some of my observations like I noticed that you know what I'm saying you left the meeting early um you know that like I noticed that you left the meeting early I assume you had some place to go but like in the future you know you need to do x y and z like follow protocol or Mm -hmm. things like that or like tell me what happened like I noticed you left is everything okay like presuming that positive intention right Mm -hmm. so that's where I go to because it's not that I want to I do kind of want to disarm people a little bit like because no one even though we're all professionals in education and in teaching, it is really personal, right? I do think that elementary school teachers have bad PR. Like, it's hard. Like, people don't really respect peep teachers as professionals, so sometimes we don't even see Even though it's a, the hardest job Sometimes we ever. don't even see ourselves yeah. that way, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it does feel very personal when you're called out or held accountable for your position, right? Yeah. And so I understand that. So within that, it still is important to me to protect the relationship that I have with someone um, and still understanding that our relationship gets, should be strengthened every time I'm honest with you. I still have a responsibility to be honest with you and hold you accountable to your job. Yeah. So that's really the approach I take really. It, but it is really, I mean, I still do write it down. I plan out those conversations yeah. um, because it is uncomfortable for me, but I want to seem I, I don't want to let them know I'm uncomfortable. Like I have to be credible but and still relate to them on a human you know standpoint Mm -hmm. my my principal talks about like when you deal with conflict he calls it a SBI like you state you share the situation the behavior and the impact that it had and then I um, took some classes and they talked about an or OAR you state what you observed so and then the assumption always in a positive way and then your request right like of what like not to do something again or how to make it better so there's different techniques that we even use and even that we like support our teachers with and having um, Engaging in conflict with each other.
0: Mm -hmm. What I recently did an interview um, uh, in for my freelance job with someone who is like an expert in cohesive culture um, and like improving cultures and workplaces and stuff like that. And he was talking about how when there is a conflict, say between like two employees or something, or an employee did something that was obviously wrong, or you Mm -hmm. know there is an obvious conflict. That he recommends that people like ask open-ended questions Mm -hmm. like, hey, I noticed that Mm -hmm. so-and-so, you know, you guys were arguing in the hallway. Can you tell me more about that Mm -hmm. and what happened? And so it automatically kind of disarms people because you're not chastising them. You're not Mm -hmm. saying like, why the why the F were you arguing in the damn hallway mm-hmm. at work? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like really trying to like dig in and, and understand allow, why. yeah, and understand why and allow them to tell their own story. Mm-hmm. And so there's ownership in that. And so it's not being told to them about what happened. Um, and then, and then being like, okay, well in the future, like, what do you think could we do better? How do, how could we improve this? And like allowing them to be a part of like, the performance improvements. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they have like ownership in, in the developments, um, or, you know, solving the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought that that was like a really great idea because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily like place blame immediately, but allow someone to tell their own story.
1: Yeah, which is important to tell your own story. I can think of a situation, like, tons of situations, but where it's also important to, like, we talk about, like, getting in rapport, like, matching someone's energy, but, like, When so like if they're sad about something, then you you capture that feeling like, wow, I could tell this you're really hurt by this. You know what I'm saying? Like or if they're angry, like, wow, this really frustrated you or you're really upset. So like, you know, then going like you just want to name it for them. That goes back to that understanding piece. But it works. And I mean, we, we do it all the time. I do it all the time at my job because, again, people it's work. And yes, we're professionals, but we're human. So they still have their feelings and there's so much attached to it. And, again, no one – it doesn't feel good ever being called out on anything, right? So – and if you presume positive intentions, you think no one wakes up in the morning thinking, I'm going to work today to piss you off, Tahira, or I'm going to work today to be a jerk. I'm going to work today to, um, you know, be insubordinate to my principal or whatever. And things happen. So, like, giving people the benefit of the doubt but still holding them accountable. That's like – that's the part. That's the the, the hardest part is being able to hold people accountable – and still be respectful. It's not that hard, but that's where the challenge is, right? Because you have to have your boundaries, bound. You know what I'm saying? And that's where a conflict starts, right? When your boundaries are not respected. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Something. Somebody disrespected a boundary of yours, and you have an opportunity and really a responsibility to hold them accountable. And the energy in which you do it will dictate how that goes. Ooh, like, that's a gem. Oh, <laughs> gem dropping, Salt Bay. <laughs> I don't know. If you could just see her hand,
0: she <laughs> lifted her hand up like she was the salt bay. I didn't
1: even know that was a gem, but okay. It was. I'm, I'm going to edit that and put it on my
0: my stories. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like yeah. that's
1: really it. It's really, no. that's the energy. So if you're coming from a place, like, again, a resolution thing, but your yes. intention, that's why it's important to pause. That's why yeah. it's important. Maybe take some time before you address it. Because, again, if it's a relationship you care about, Regardless of what you're feeling, how big your ego is, you know you do care. No matter how to, you say you don't, you do want it to be okay again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to accept the fact that you're not in control of that. You're only in control of your part. So if I had, if I was had a problem with Tahira and I went to her and I was my true self and moved in my authentic space and I approached her with the best of my ability and sharing and she came at me with a different energy – I can't control that. And sent you like 10 angry text messages and. Like I'd be hurt by that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like I can't really control that. Now I have to make some decisions. Mm
0: -hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? And and I think that's, that is what the uncomfortable part is, Mm -hmm. is the kind of not
0: anticipating someone's reaction. And then like
1: forced to make decisions. Yeah. Like if, what am I going to do if this person doesn't respond in a respectful way? Yeah. Am I really going to have to walk away? Am I going to have to fight them? No, just kidding. Think about relations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Think about relationships, (laughs) think about how many times you're in a relationship and I can say this as a girl who didn't always have appropriate boundaries or hold people accountable, not wanting to set boundaries for myself because I was afraid it was gonna scare people yeah. away. Or in you know the I'm relationship. Saying? Or in the relationship. By saying no
0: to something that you didn't want to do. Or just do. saying this
1: is what I this is what I want. This mm-hmm. is what I don't want. You know what I'm saying? And so being so fearful of that because I'm not sure how that person's gonna respond and I'm gonna be forced to make a decision. What happens if I say, you know, I'm not okay with this and the person still does it? Do I have to leave them? What do I do? And I don't want to be single. I don't want to do this. I love this person. I don't want to end this friendship with this person. We like to drink together. You know what I'm saying? That's not a. I don't drink. (laughs) That's not. Oh, okay. (laughs) Like you know what I'm saying? Like I talk to this person every day. Like, am I going to end the friendship because of one thing? Is it that important to me? Like all of these things. Yeah. But is it a bigger picture? Does it mean she doesn't respect me? Like all these things. Like you're playing Wheel of Fortune of like, and and you're not really in control. Yeah. All you can do is like set your boundary, keep your intention pure address it and then you gotta have to just kind of accept what happens then
0: yeah and I think too if enough time is in place I've actually been like very um I don't know impressed with like the outcomes where in situations that I've been so worried about how it was going to turn out and I was like wow that actually mm-hmm. enough time has passed I've processed it we're you know both in a respectful place and it turned out like I don't know, 10 times better than yeah. I actually thought it was going yeah. to, especially for, you know, long term relationships mm-hmm. that you've had with people.
1: Yeah. And the more honest you are with people in general, I think when there is and you you have a stronger connection and the relationship is. Stronger, yeah. When a conflict does arise, most times you're going to be able to work it out because yeah. there's value there and trust in the relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the relationship is everything. Yeah. And the conversation is the relationship. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And that was another gym that you had from the other night. Oh, yeah. No, I read
1: in this book, uh, I did this training called Fierce Conversations, and they were saying that relationships are either built or destroyed one conversation at a time. Mm -hmm. So thinking about your energy in those conversations, the... The honesty in those conversations, like what you say, how you say it, like all of that is important. And I think we know that, which is why we're afraid to engage in conflict. Is this going to be the conversation that ends this, that destroys this, or is this going to, are we going to have this a stronger relationship after yeah. this is over? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But if you I mean, I think about like some of the hardest conversations and like the most kind of raw conversations I've had with people are really like the pivotal moments that I have in friendships that mm-hmm. it just like it's like it gets so stronger that you're like, wow, it's like, an, um, you know, mm-hmm. a, almost nearly an unbreakable bond at that point, because mm-hmm. you've revealed your true self. You've been vulnerable. You talk about the stuff that bothers you. They've honored that. And so I think that like out of conflict can really be, you know, can like a lot of a lot of good can,
1: can yeah. come from that. But if you avoid it, it will erupt like a volcano. <laughs> and really even <laughs> taking the time to understand what it is that you're upset about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and or what is it that you're feeling? Are you mad? Are you hurt? You know what I'm saying? Which one? Are you annoyed? Because that matters. That matters in how you share it. That matters in what you say and being able to identify. If it's about you. Or it's about yes. them
0: yes. because sometimes I've had to check myself like, I think this is about them mm-hmm. and but it's not. Yeah. And, or it could be about me and it could just be about the fact that I haven't addressed the previous five things. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about earlier, it's just something small that really isn't a big deal, but it, yeah, erupts yeah. like they made rice and
1: moved the rice maker. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so glad we made up. I love my friends. (laughs) But
0: I want. So one thing that I did want to talk about, though, is in the workplace. So going back to that is that, um, you know, with with the the Me Too movement that has brought you know, a different era for conflict resolution, Mm -hmm. especially in the workplace. You know, I think that saying inappropriate things to women for, for women, that was just the price of admission Mm -hmm. for being in a workplace. I know that for me, that was the case. And you just got used to uncomfortable conversations. And I think that as women, we go back and forth so many times, should I say anything? Should I not say anything? And then I feel like nine times out of 10, like, there there's a lot of awkwardness that follows that I think um you know in you know situations that I've had it's like I'll get support but I'm still dealing with like back blow Mm -hmm. and so that is a place that I think still you know needs a lot of evolution is like the sexual harassment stuff at work (sighs) there was just a loud noise in the podcast studio
1: (laughs) we don't know what it was (laughs)
0: It was a ghost.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, or yeah, even even. I mean, just anything. Me not being me, being a black woman. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Working anywhere, right? And people say things. And I work with children. Okay, and so people have biases about different children that you know, white kids, black kids, Hispanic kids, like English learners. Like people say things, and. You know, you can say you know they have good intentions, but they don't realize. And even as a teacher, I remember thinking. I remember working at my first school, which is still like my first love. But my first couple years working there, there was a teacher who said to me, "You know, um, my daughter. She well, she said to me. She she mentioned that she was surprised that I was so articulate, and that she had a daughter who." who was similar to me, so it was a white woman with a, a biracial daughter, uh-huh. and that her daughter, but that her daughter was raised, you know, similar like around white people, but still talked black. Like this is in the lunchroom. And, and I'm like, and I remember what? one of my really good friends. <laughs> what did you say? Well, I didn't say anything. Oh, that was my bracelet. I didn't say anything because I was stuck. Because I mean I was what, twenty-four? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But one of my white friends, my very sweet white friend, <laughs> one of my white friends. I don't know why I said that. But my friend is white. Yeah, no. She I mean, was there, my colleague. A ad- And I remember her literally saying oh, wow, I'm uncomfortable, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? And we just kind of made a joke and got up and laughed and walked away, but that was an opportunity, you know what I mean? for learning. Even now, working, you know, at a school in Virginia on the Route 1 corridor, like, when people hear, like, oh, you work over there, oh, with those kids. And so now it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to defend where I work. I'm just going to ask you, tell me more about that. Yeah. What which, which kids are you talking about? And like, so it puts it on back on them. Like you're, I'm gonna make you say it. Yeah. You mean the brown babies? Is that what you mean? <laughs> like so you it. can make them <laughs> exactly hear you're, how they're
0: stupid. I want sound. you to hear it. I want yeah. you to
1: hear it. And if that's what, and if I, if you say it, and I affirm, so you're saying that you're, you're like, wow, you can't believe that I work at a school with so many. You know what I'm saying? Then, and you're okay with that. Then that tells me all I need to know about you. Yeah. But it's but it is having to make those decisions, right? Like, yeah. do I make this a big deal or not, right? Yes. Like, do I do I say something or do I just smile and go, hmm, like, you know what I'm saying? Or do I address it? Yeah. Because there's that uncomfortableness. I don't want to be the angry black woman. I don't want to make it like, oh, it's not that serious, right? Because like, you could spend but all is.
0: day long, <laughs> yeah, kind of having those battles. But I think, like, kind of making people say their ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. You like, say it. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, the other day, um, this gentleman commented on
1: how much I was eating. Guys, he called her big. And I.
0: he said, wow, you're eating again. And then he said, you're quite a big girl. And I said, excuse me, what did you say? He went deaf all of a sudden and couldn't tell me what he said. But I wanted him to say what he said mm-hmm. so he could hear it again. That was, like, my purpose. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. But also, I wanted him to know, like, that's not appropriate And he quickly figured that out because he went deaf. (laughs) So.
1: And apparently blind. You know what? He was just like. "Uh, uh, uh." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think like whenever, like being anybody, like people make comments and you're like, it's really a reflection like them projecting. Yeah. But you are constantly. Think about it, guys. Think about how often someone says something to you and you're put in a position to either laugh it off. You know what I'm saying? Ignore it or, like, address it. And then what do you choose to do? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you do have to think you can't address everything. I mean, you can, but that that's exhausting. So some comments is like, is it really worth it? Like, am I going to be thinking about this person in two days? It, or not, right? Is this an opportunity to educate somebody? Because you have those things as well. I like to educate. She does. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> my mom blame it on my mom she's a righteous woman Tahira is <laughs> probably one of those kids actually <laughs> we, we've all, you know like kidding in class that when you say something like oh like my goddaughter I was saying something to some friends about avocado I was like the avocado is like my favorite fruit and she was like actually Gigi it's a vegetable and I had to check her little butt actually it's a fruit <laughs> that was
0: Tahira <laughs> but I wouldn't I, I would have had my my fruits and vegetables right <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah my parents had a handful but it's their fault they taught me how to be like that exactly. I mean I was born this way but they definitely instilled
1: it in me and I my my mom was like this I modeled her <laughs> one of my favorite things about you as you know as you know <laughs> but yeah I think that every day so many times a day we really to think we're to think about how many t- opportunities we have to really think about or we're forced to really decide if we're going to engage in conflict or walk away yeah you know what I mean granted it's a lot harder when it's people that you care about but especially in this like social climate like people say all types of crazy shit oops stuff (laughs) oh wait no it's okay I'm grown I'm not at work people say (laughs) all types of crazy (laughs) stuff uh, all the time and you're always like am I gonna say that like that's a conflict you know what I'm saying like and sometimes you do and you're like gosh I wish I could be as strong and as confident in addressing it with like someone i care about mm-hmm. you know yeah but those relationships matter and it's more at stake it's yeah. more to lose as opposed yes. to someone you'll never see again yeah i feel like the
0: people that you know are worth it a little bit more than the people that you don't know because there's a lot of
1: crazies mm-hmm. in conclusioning oh my favorite part <laughs> the conclusioning <laughs> I think mean, you should trademark for conclusion uh, in. <laughs> I know. For
0: the for the first time, listeners. Oh yes. That means the podcast is coming to an end.
1: Sad face. Sad face. Aw. <laughs>
0: but you know some key takeaways. Kick Here's it off. No, nope, you go. Okay. Um, so key takeaways is that if if Gina's phone is going off, she God, has like six text we're messages. We're about to have guys. a conflict.
1: We're telling them our business. <laughs> Let me see how many I have. One.
0: Miss <laughs> <laughs> Colin, it's from a spammer. <laughs> it's the social security office. <laughs> no. So I think, you know... Um, the, I think for me, the biggest takeaway um, for, you know, conflict management and stuff like that is that repeated things that bother you, you have to speak up because not dealing with a conflict is not conflict resolution. That's mm-hmm. just burying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that, you know, you need to pause, remembering mm-hmm. to pause and that, you know, having conversations to listen, to understand and not just to like talk. Not just to mm. wait your turn.
1: Not just to wait your turn. Yeah. yeah. So actually
0: hearing and understanding doesn't mean, resolving a conflict does not mean that you have to agree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just means that you understand each other mm-hmm. and that maybe. You can move forward. Yeah, together. you can move forward and you will try to avoid, you know, whatever behavior or, you know, however, you know the resolution manifests itself, but it's not necessarily, you don't have to say you're sorry. You can say you understand. And next time, you know, A, B, and C will happen.
1: Yeah. Um, you just now are aware of a boundary that that person has. When exactly. that person is aware and you guys are, you guys accept that as a boundary and are able to move forward. Yeah. Together.
0: Yeah. And that when you bring a problem, sometimes you can expect that a problem will be brought to you as well. And you might have to deal with that. Yes.
1: And... But No well and You know me My and Uh, And at the same time Like it's always worth it Right Like if you care about The relationship It's worth addressing You know what I
0: mean Because chances are You've thought about it For mm, I don't know Six months And (laughs) wrote it down In your notepad Maybe a text message That you didn't send (laughs) Perhaps.
1: (laughs) Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, you can give yourself some, some, you know, resources or some tips to like safeguard. Like to hear a text message. Maybe you're like, this bothers me. And, and if, if you I'm still at, thinking yeah. about it in two days, I'll say yeah. something. If I'm yeah. not, you a know, a lot what I'm of times, saying? yeah,
0: that, I will actually do that. I will mm-hmm. give myself a deadline. Like, okay, if this still bothers me in a week, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one thing that we talked about when I was at your house is that like people will say. Well, why didn't you tell me this when it happens? Mm-hmm. You know, both Jean and I were talking about that. And and for both of us, things often take a while to absorb mm-hmm. and to reflect on. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the issue won't.
1: Sometimes that is what it is. Yeah.
0: Because I'm processing through my feelings. Yeah, And so I think it is okay to come back and say, hey, like, I, I gave you a couple days and it still bothered me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm bringing it up to you because I thought about it. And you pissed me off. No, don't say that. (laughs) Don't say that. Just kidding. (laughs) Bad advice. Bad advice. No, but just bringing it, you know. (laughs) And if the person says, well, I wish you would have said this when it happened. Well, but I gave you time. I wanted to. Or not even
1: you. I gave myself time. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about it. Yeah. I wasn't sure, like, it happened and I was bothered, but I wasn't sure how much until I thought about it. And that's why I want to address it because I want us to be able to move forward. Like, I don't want this to have it negatively impact our relationship. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm bringing it to you now. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's, it's really not, uncomfortable. But it's necessary. You got to get uncomfortable. Yes. To yeah. grow. Uncomfortable yeah. and to grow. To grow in growth flick. Yes. <laughs> not conflict. It's growth flick.
0: Yes. <laughs> so that concludes another episode of Tall Hungry Girl Talks. And she's how tall, She's hungry. <laughs> go Gina. Go Gina. <laughs> and how to not cuss out your coworker friend. And family.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Wow. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can follow um, me on Instagram at tallhungrygirl, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, review, like, write a comment if you liked it, Um, share it with your friends, and subscribe on Spotify. You can can also visit my website at tallhungrygirl.com. Thank you. Until next time. Switch and board.